Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to a special Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tan. I'm joined today by James the Sharp End Sharp, and we're going to be discussing the Adrian Silva saga. Now, apologies to those who've tuned in bang on 12 noon for this. We were 14 seconds late, but you'll see that's a reoccurring theme. Uh, before we start, James, um, got a special beer um, yeah. note again. Just let you all know there's free beer for you if you want it. Go to beer52.com, use the tagline Leicester when you register, and you can uh, be sopping on eight beers from around the world, and all you have to do is pay the postage back in five ninety five. And James, yeah. it was a... Quite a hectic day yesterday and yes. night uh, as this Adrian Silver bombshell landed. Yep. Yes, it was. Um, I mean, we've been asking a question for so long to Craig Shakespeare that we've got tired of it. He's got tired of it asking for an update. What's the update going to be? Well, finally, yesterday, we got the update and it was what none of us wanted to hear. Leicester didn't want to hear, the fans didn't want to hear, and also Adrian Silver did not want to hear that Leicester's request for FIFA to change their mind was rejected. Mm. Um, and as, as things stand, he is not going to be able to play till January. So we've asked um, fans to send in some questions because it's it's a bit of a it's been going on for ages now, and it's has been a bit of a minefield when it comes to what's been going on, who's at fault, who's not at fault. So we've asked uh, the fans to ask us the questions that they want to know the answers to, and hopefully we might be able to give you a few. Um, kind of answers. Hopefully, we'll, we'll do what we can. Yeah, we we haven't got all the answers. Yeah, everything was going on here, and uh, I think uh, the reason, I, in my opinion, piece yeah. that's uh, online now is uh, that I've called for Leicester City to take it to the Court of Arbitration for Sport is because we need more clarity on, yeah. on the situation uh, as it stands at the moment. Uh, FIFA, uh, a judge, FIFA has reviewed the evidence that Leicester City submitted. Uh, um, because it wasn't so much a, a, an appeal to their better nature saying oh it's only 14 seconds let us off it wasn't a case of that Leicester City were adamant that they were adhered to um, FIFA's own guidelines uh, now uh, Leicester City believe that the evidence that they gathered and they took several weeks to do so because it was pretty forensic In uh, they even broke down some of the computers that were used in um, sending um, the, uh, the documentation over which the FA say was received 14 seconds uh, past the deadline, they asked FIFA for the international transfer certificate, and FIFA said, "Well, hang on a second, there's 14 seconds uh, too late here, and they're standing by their guns now." Uh, Leicester City think they have proven, without question of a doubt, that they uploaded uh, the documentation before the deadline, and under the wording of uh, FIFA's regulations, that word is uploaded. Uh, that's what they claim. Yeah. So I think if it went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Um, we've got an independent ruling rather than one single judge from FIFA sitting on this. We might know even more. Yeah, because the, there's a bit of a grey area here, isn't there, in the FIFA rulings? Because I had a bit of a quick glance over it or had a read of what we could, I could understand it last night. And one night in. Yeah, exactly. And it, in some cases, when it's talking about the international transfer certificate, in some of the clauses they're talking about submitted, and in other areas they're talking about received, Leicester has shown that those things don't necessarily happen at the same time. Like they can submit them at one, one point and through gremlins in the system or whatever, it can come through another point. So it looks like 
FIFA's rules need to change a little bit, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it looks like Leicester City, if they, if they, have, they can prove their case uh, to Cass, it looks like they found a loophole in FIFA's regulations, mm. uh, and it's all down to the wording of the documentation uh, that the clubs have to adhere to on this. Is it uploaded? Is it when the documentation is uploaded, or is it specifically when it is received? Because I think there's no question, because it's time-stamped, mm. there's no doubt it was received 14 seconds yeah. late. Leicester City believe they have evidence they uploaded it before the deadline and therefore they feel that yeah. the registration should be granted and Adrian Silva should be clear to play. Yes, right. So now I'll try and move into a few questions that we've, everyone has got about the situation. And you've, you've touched on that a little bit with the Court of Arbitration for Sport. What are the options that Leicester have now um, regarding Silva? What, what, what are the options that they have? Well, there's only two, really. Uh, they can either take it to the Court of Arbitration of Sport. Now, they do take a long time um, to hear cases. We've seen it m many times with athletics. It takes several months. So it, by doing so, by taking it to CAS, uh, they might not necessarily get Adrian Silva clear to play any earlier than January the 1st, which is when he's currently clear to play. Mm. He'll be registered on the morning. Uh, he'll be registered when the transfer window's open, and uh, then he'll be available from January the 1st. Um, because of that time spell... But if they do take it there, A, we would get more clarity, uh, and B, also, there would be financial uh, implications. If they prove their case, then there would be compensation owed. Um, people might say, well, what's the point in doing that? But I think sometimes if there's a flaw in a system, by taking it all the way to its natural conclusion, by taking it to an independent body, perhaps you can correct it for future future issues like this when they crop up. So that's the, the, the one option they're considering, and they're leaving that op option open. The other one is just to accept the decision and just uh, have... A, Adrian Silva is now clear to train. He can train now with the team, so we, he can train. We don't believe he can play for the under-23s or anything like that because they're obviously affiliated, registered um, sides. Uh, it's organised official football. Perhaps he could play in behind-the-closed-doors friendlies that would be arranged mm. for, for him. But besides that, all he can do is train and then just bide his time and wait. Yes, I mean, preempting a few of the questions coming up, but I remember looking at the, when it first happened, I had a quick glance through the, the FA guidelines when it comes to um, players who are signed but without international clearance, and they said that you can either, they can train and they can play in behind, behind closed doors friendlies, which you'd imagine because the under-23s is technically the Premier League 2, it's, yeah. a, it's a competitive environment, that won't be allowed, so... You can imagine that Leicester might be arranging some friendlies sometime soon. I think soon. there'll be a few friendlies down that training ground. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, the big question, I think, that a lot of fans have been asking all the way through, really, is who does Adrian Silva belong to? Now, I think now we have a definitive answer to that question, don't we? Yes. I mean, I think when the registration issue, there was a bit of ambiguity about the registration issue. That was the reason why he wasn't allowed to train. It was Leicester City's decision them themselves because of the ambiguity of the... Uh, of the registration that obviously if it turned out that he was still a sporting player and he got injured training in uh, for Leicester City then um, I think there would have been more complications to this whole saga so I think um, they decided they decided that the safest option was just to let him train on his own with strength and, f and fitness coaches at the time but uh, I think categorically now we know he is a Leicester City player Sporting Lisbon were adamant from the outset that the deal had gone through. It was just a case of his registration. They want their money, don't they? Well, they want their money, yeah, and they're, they're due £18 million up front, aren't they? And, uh, and obviously several more in add-ons after that. So, uh, you know, they want their money, and um, they said goodbye to uh, Adrian Silva in some fashion, didn't they, at the Porto game? 
and there was placards everywhere. He was out on the pitch. There was silver shirts everywhere. So for the, for them, it was closure. It was the end of an era because he'd been there ten years. So, uh, but I think Leicester City were just seeking some clarification on mm. what actual their position was in terms of who Silver actually belonged to, and it ain't is Leicester City. So that's why just to kind of go over again. That that's why he he couldn't train. Yeah, it, it was basically Leicester City didn't want to overstep the mark in terms of because of this grey area in terms of his registration, and they didn't want to take a risk that the player could get injured and then suddenly the whole thing collapses. It must be frustrating for both parties. It must be frustrating for for Shakespeare as a manager who was constantly asked, "Is he training it? Is he training it? Is he training it?" He wants that player to train. Silver wants to train. It must be frustrating for both of them to be like, "Well, yeah. he, he technically can, but..." Can he not? It must be must frustration be. is the key word. Oh, there's been so much of it. Hasn't frustrating there? amongst the fans who'd want to see him in a city shirt because obviously they were, you know we've seen that there's been a few issues with the midfield mm. uh, this season. Uh, Adrian Silva, vastly experienced international player, European champion. Yeah, city fans want to see him. There would be frustration for the player. He wants to get out there and do what he's paid to do, and uh, and obviously the manager as well. He wants such a a, a good player available for selection and. Uh, so it's been a really frustrating time and that frustration will go on now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are asking why this happened and why has it become such a mess and we, it's safe to say it, ha- it, it, it is a messy situation. And I saw in your, in your kind of comment piece in the paper today you mentioned that no side really comes out of this untarnished. How did we get? How did we get to this situation, and, who, and who's at fault here? Well, I think a lot of it um, boils down to the Danny Drinkwater deal to Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea came in particularly late uh, with their offer that uh, City thought was acceptable for a player who, by his own admission, wanted to go handed in a transfer request. Um, I don't think there was very. It was very similar to the Mares thing. I think Drinkwater is a complex character, as Nigel Pearson used to describe him, and I think there, there was a few issues. Mm. Um, so they decided to take the money, but it happened so late in the day, and they had silver lined up from early afternoon. But then it was a scramble to get the paperwork and everything done, and we all saw the scenes on yeah. on Sky Sports on on the on transfer deadline day of documents being uh, driven and ran up to the uh, to the indoor training centre at Beaver Drive where Silva was undergoing his medical and signing the documentation at the same time. So I think it just happened so late in the day and I think there's lessons to be learnt there really uh, for the future about not leaving it so late and, and having to scramble to get it over the line but I'm sure Leicester City will be taking those, uh, those lessons on board and, and learning from them in the future but you know there's other parties to learn lessons from this as well. Yeah well I was going to say because obviously now the Premier League clubs have agreed to move the deadline to be before the start of the window and close kind of five o'clock in the afternoon, which is great for our paper deadlines that it's going to close before eleven o'clock. Do we foresee a situation then where perhaps in the future, in future windows, Leicester don't don't leave it this late? Yeah, I think so. I think Leicester will will certainly be looking at that and be reviewing the situation. Uh, I also think FIFA will be looking at their own. What, what the wording of yeah, it? Yeah, the wording of their of their legislation as well, and I think they'll be tightening up on that because they don't want a loophole in their uh, in their procedures. And I, I imagine that wording will be clarified uh, f- for future transfer windows. So uh, I think there will be changes at FIFA and at Leicester City on the back of this. Yes, I can imagine. Um, when then? When do, when do we foresee um, the moment where Silver is finally in a Leicester shirt? on the pitch playing for Leicester get the crystal ball out for, for a moment and try and look forward and see what, what do we expect from here on in well if, as it stands at the moment he won't be able to play uh, well he won't be registered yeah. until January the 1st now 
on January the 1st, City have got Huddersfield at home. I'm not sure whether he'd be registered in time for that to, to play. I don't know that, that guideline. Mm. Um, so, you know, that whether he would be midnight the night before and he'd be able to play, or is it the day before? Imagine it would be the day before, so he might have to miss the Huddersfield game as well. But certainly in January, we'll see Silva in action um, mm. and uh, long overdue as well. But it would take him a bit of time, though. I, don't, I can't imagine he'll come straight in and start. He won't be much fit. Um, I mean, I know we're talking about playing friendlies at uh, Beaver Drive and, and where have you, but they won't be competitive games and uh, you know the guy will not have had action mm. uh, for six months uh, I mean he can't even Portugal haven't picked him for the current squad either because of the situation because he's not match fit so uh, I think there'd have to be a bit of uh, a bit of time for him to get up to speed so you know it might be mid to late January before you actually start seeing him starting games for Leicester City mm. so having a quick look if I'm looking down it's not because I'm ignored what Rob is saying I'm looking at posts that are coming through from, from readers and some, some are asking Regarding the leaving it late, um, Silver, the, the, the club have always said that Silver's been a long-term target, and if Drinkwater had said early on in the window that he wanted to go, he didn't want to be a Leicester City player anymore, and Silver had been a, a target for a long time, why do we think? Why do you feel that that the club left it as late as they did if they knew that Drinkwater wanted to leave early in the window, um, and they also got Silver lined up? Was it anything to do with the fact that? That Shakespeare didn't actually want to sell drink water anyway, even if they wanted to go. What? How, why did we get to this situation? I don't think Shakespeare wanted to sell drink water. Is that what you think uh, it comes uh, down to? I, I think so. Yeah, and I don't think the club um, could carry silver and drink water and all the other central midfield players because they were pretty much overloaded at one stage. Weren't they? Now we're mm. talking with Matty James being injured and Vicente Bora having his injury issues at the start of the season. Mendy going out suddenly. They, they don't look quite so rich in that area. But at the time, if you had drink water. And silver coming in as well, um, you know, you're really overloaded. Then I don't think uh, City wanted that. I think they wanted silver. They wanted silver for, for over a year. We know that because they tried to sign him in the previous summer summer window, uh, but couldn't get him. And then you know brought in other players instead and brought in Mendy and and, and have you. But um, I think uh, Matty James coming back as well from from injury as well, strengthened that area. But uh, I think that if boiled down to not getting the right price for, for, for drink well you're not going to give away an England international for peanuts and, and initially Chelsea's offers were peanuts there were uh, you know very low bids for, for drink water and City weren't going to sell because it sends out a message as well that the best players can be picked off for a low price so they weren't going to accept that and it was so late in the day that finally Chelsea um, were realistic in their valuation of, of Danny Drinkwater who hasn't actually played for them at the moment so you know it was a really complex situation plus as well Sporting I imagine W- w- would have stood firm for a decent price as well for silver. I mean, he's been yeah, there ten years. Be getting, um, they seem to be getting. Uh, we look. We all look at social media. And it's, as we've said, it's a very frustrating situation. There are a lot of frustrated fans out there, and a lot of people complaining about a lot of different pe- different things. It seems like Sporting get lost in this. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know um, what they're sort of. Uh, so role in all of this has been, um, you know, you hear rumours that um, they were a bit slow with certain. Yeah, there were rumours of, of that, weren't there? There was rumours that they were very slow in terms of um, documentation as well, and uh, and what role they. I mean, that's why I think if it went to Cass, we'd probably have a clearer idea of what actually went on, and we're only hearing bits and bobs uh, that have been leaked out of FIFA coming from the FA or coming from Leicester City, with very little from uh, Sporting. So I imagine they. Uh, probably had a little role to play in, in all the uh, the drama late on as well. Is this is this why, um, from your point of view, I was reading your your comment piece today. Is this why you think that 
it should go to CAS because then the dirty laundry gets aired. You can you can see in black and white terms what's happened. Well, I think it's it's right that an independent um, body examine all the evidence and and then we can have a definitive ruling because I don't think it's really acceptable that it's a FIFA judge mm. that sat and uh, you know obviously he's got his paymasters to. Uh, to consider, and I, I don't think it's uh, acceptable that one person uh, should review the evidence and then make a decision. I think it should be a committee. I think it should be a group of people that can examine the evidence and be completely independent and impartial, and then deliver a ruling. Right. And lastly, to kind of wrap this up, um, we've looked kind of back a lot and what's happened and what hasn't happened. We've mentioned the options that Leicester have, and you mentioned that you would like to see them go to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Where do we go from here? Do we think? Can, what do you think Leicester will do? Um, what decision do you think they will make regarding Adrian Silva? It's quite hard to, t- to predict what Leicester City are going to do. Um, they did say in their statement they're leaving that option open to go to CAS. Um, I'd like to think they would seriously consider it now. Uh, it might not um, resolve the situation for Adrian before January, mm. uh, but I think it certainly would show that to FIFA and to other organisations that you know, clubs are willing to stand, take a stand and and even and, and if they believe genuinely believe they you know they did everything within the rules of FIFA's guidelines, then they should submit that that, that evidence to CAS and let CAS decide. And um, I think that would be worthwhile. It might obviously it comes at an expense, uh, and they've already got the expense of paying Silver's wages until mm. January. I mean, it's going to obviously cost over seven figures. Um, so they've got to weigh that up. But so I, I guess we will wait and see what Leicester City do decide to do. But I like to think they would consider the CAS one very strongly. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Check back on the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the stories, more on Adrian Silver and lots more uh, during the international break from Leicester City. And don't forget, beer52.com. Check that out for uh, some free beer. Uh, Join us again next time. Thank you.